Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. Can you believe it? My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Rickety 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 Richard. Did... Did Wolfman Jack just show up? If I'm lying, I'm dying. It's Michael Whitfield. Howdy. And uh, this is the Mount Rushmore of Jeff is operating on zero hours. Zero hours. (laughs) This is going to be a goofy fucking episode, you guys. I'm slap happy, uh, but it's not making me worse. Wasn't that your porn name, by the way? Slap Slap happy. happy. (laughs) Oh, God, the bruises on my cranium. Uh, so the, the we are doing the Mount Rushmore of things that are simultaneous. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of things that are both the best and the worst. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Well, who sunk of it? That's mine. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought of this because of one specific thing that I will get to in my oh on my choices, but um, there are often cherry time, chapstick. Cherry chapstick. There okay. are often times that uh, we make decisions in life. We either do something or that seems good at the time, and then yeah. in retrospect, it really isn't as good as you think it is. Oh. Or it's the reverse, where something seems so bad, but then ends up being like, oh, this is so beneficial. Usually, it's you for most of my stuff, it's best than worst. See, most of my stuff is, is there are things that kind of are yin and yang, mm. oh. but you can't have the best part without the worst part, or... They kind of operate. They operate like kind of mm-hmm. not independently of each other, but sort of like yeah. in conjunction with each other. Well, I'm very interested then that we have approached the similar subject with different. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, this episode could be. The best when I the was a kid, I remember we went to this uh, Chinese restaurant and they had sour and sour chicken, <laughs> and I told them, "You know what would make this better? <laughs> Sweet." And that caught on. Oh yeah, and now it's did a you thing trademark like, that? I trademarked. I it. love Jeff Chicken. Jeff Chicken. <laughs> Jeff Chicken. <laughs> okay, Winfield thunk it. Richard starts it. All right, this one may be kind of obvious, but social media. Oh, okay. It's look so, Facebook in particular, or Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever. What's kick or yeah, whatever it happens. Snap slap. Snap, snap slap. Snap slap or whatever. Yeah. Talk about things that are the best and the worst is uh, when old people make jokes, make jokes jokes about about the internet, how they don't know what something's called, like the interwebs. What's it called? My face, my face, face smash, face smash. Yeah, we get it. Can you You, imagine the first guy that did that? And then (laughs) you have indicted me for that same joke (laughs) twenty times. Yeah, I deserve. I'm just doing. I'm just doing. Actually, I just do it now to get under Michael's skin. That's the it's the best part. Water getting under Michael's skin. The best the and best, the worst, the but mainly thing. the best because you're hate, stuck just, in there. I just hate the faux pretending. Like just own, just you know what it's called. You're not an idiot. Bill Belichick, you know that it's called Facebook. Uh, yeah, I don't like to see people on uh, face on the FaceTime or it's, thing it's it. for a person that I'm sure has a, a thousand plays memorized, right? If not more, that knows everything. A human, literally you, human. You computer. can't remember two words in a row. Fuck off. That's what I mm-hmm. want to say. So. The thing about social media is it's it's great in so many ways. You're able to connect with with people who have similar interests to you. Yeah. Or you're able to keep in touch with people who maybe you dropped out of contact with. A lot of my friends from high school that, you know, were great friends and then we got, you know, went to college and kind of got on with our lives and yeah. 
who knows what happened to them. And now I'm able to have these conversations with them on a daily basis about really important stuff or really just trivial mm -hmm. BS type stuff. Yeah. And it's great for that. It also means that I'm on social media all the time. And I really feel like I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, I need to take, I'm going to take a break from social media. Mm -hmm. and that always feels very like self-important whenever mm -hmm. somebody announces that. Yeah. It's like, just do it if you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it does seem like a flavor of vague booking. Yes. Like, I need some sympathy. Is everything okay? Such yeah. a terrible day, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, but there's so many negative things about social media, the on whether it's online bullying or the fact that you're basically selling out your entire online history for the chance to connect to people. Mm. Um, th there's just so many positives and negatives too. I, I think that that's, I think that's something a lot of people probably feel like in a perfect world, they would be, a, there's some sort of like way to use social media that's not being used right now, or there's some sort of social media app that Holy grail that's out there. Yeah. that just doesn't exist. Well, I think that there is this thing that it it both connects and it distances at the same time, mm -hmm. which is what wasn't really what it was intended for. It was intended to connect people that were far apart first so they could share with their common interests. But at the same time, it kind of isolates and bubbles you and allows you to stay in your common interests and not really have to move outside of it. And you physically don't have to move outside. Of it. Yeah. You physically don't have to go and interact with people and so as you said with like bullying and like you know one of the worst things is like online tough guys no where it's just like people that have these just like online personas to get across their heinous thoughts and views yeah and then would never step up and say these things to people in the to their face or you you run into these people who you know are kind of coming out of the woodwork a little bit who actually do come out and you're like oh well this this was built on like a world of isolation mm -hmm. and you think that this is what the world is like you think that the real world is where you can go up to someone and bully them and call them names and whatever yeah and it's just like oh no this this isn't the real world either neither mm -hmm. of these things that you think are the real world is the are, real world is the real world yeah and, and to get back to my original I guess kind of cap this off with my original, what I was thinking about with social media. You know, yes, I've been able to get back into contact with so many people that, you know, I had these relationships with 25 years ago. That also means I've been now in contact with people who have changed dramatically in the last 25 years. Yeah. And it's always disappointing whenever you sort of start having interactions and see what people are posting and it's like, ooh. Yeah. I guess maybe there was a reason why I, we fell out of touch. Yeah. But now we're like kind of bonded back online and it's like, how do you get out of that? Mm -hmm. It's rough, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, do you, f I'm interested in seeing how many of these things are the best and the worst and how those are integrated or how they're all, almost inseparable. Like, because it seems like proximity uh, makes it the best and the worst. I can right. feel close to people I love and I can feel close to people I've grown to have different points of view then. Right. And I yeah. also I also have to I'm also forced to have proximity to people who are trolls who are just on there to make other people upset. Yeah. Yeah. So it almost seems like 
they're often just they have a they share a node of of uh of commonality that makes that makes them both of those things. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh Michael. What do you got? Uh having french fries in the car. Oh wow. On the way home. Okay. The act of picking up fries or let's say you're going out and you're making a, a run for lunch and you're going to your favorite burger place, maybe fat burger, maybe carny something, and you're driving home and you're like, I'm going to reach into that bag. Yes. I'm just, I'm just going to get. Wait a second. Let's back up here. What kind of monster gets a burger at Carney's? Whatever. I just. That's the hot dog train. It's a hot right? dog train place. Yeah. Yeah, you get a burger and a dog. You get the red hot split on the bun with the oh. New Yorker style for what? the hot dog. And you just get a little burger. What do you get at Wiener Schnitzel? The point <laughs> is you're driving home with some French fries on the front passenger seat. Yeah. Because you made this lunch run. And you're like, I'm just going to have a French fry. And you reach in and you're like, oh, these are too hot. But they're like, oh, I'm still going to have one. Mm-hmm. And you take a bite. One, two things happen. One, it's delicious. Two, you drop that fucking french fry and it's in between the console yeah. and the side of the thing and you get home and maybe you not, don't have as much many french fries as you would like to have had with the rest yeah. of your meal but the next day your car just has that grease mm-hmm. fry smell that you just cannot yeah you know it's there and then you're kicking yourself for like for going for like uh falling into temptation yeah suddenly your car smells like the iowa state fair and you just yeah. can't believe it you're just like i'm so mad at myself for doing this thing that at the time i thought was god such a good idea there are things that happen that you wind up realizing this is a choice that i've made yeah one of them is when as you said the fry is too hot so you make the choice to hold the fry up to the air conditioner vent <laughs> to cool it down and at some point you realize you're driving one-handed and endangering yourself and other people around you <laughs> just so you can cool down this damn french fry. The other one is <laughs> when you make the choice that you're getting, okay, so you're getting the burger combo. Yeah. You're getting the fat burger with fries. And then you realize, oh, I'm going to eat some fries on the way home. What I can do is order a second thing of fries, and those are my road fries. Oh, so road fries. You're you got this figured out, man. And then you realize I've just eaten two orders of French fries, yeah. and it also doesn't matter because you're still going to eat all of the French fries before mm-hmm. you get home. It's a, it's a there's there's bad the, situation. There's the, the potential. Con- that there's that conundrum where you're just like, oh, I can't believe I kind of ruined my meal. And then people, and then you know, then your family knows. You walk in the door and you're like, Did, didn't you get fries? Yeah. No, no. I, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want fries. Uh, for me, it's the taco. That I think somehow I will eat totally <laughs> intact, and it won't shatter mm-hmm. into shards as ta- mm. hard shell tacos do. And then the the cheese, what is cheese when you get it on the taco becomes orange uh, Christmas tea tree tinsel or something <laughs> as it falls to the ground in your car. I I you know we all have times when we've been just late or like I know that like sometimes I've gone out for lunch and I, I had to go to Target. And the target drive is a 19 minute drive and the drive back to work is a 19 minute drive and just stop off and get a burger or something, eating it in the car on the way home just to like in that in your head, like I'm going to just save time. And it's just 
it just never works. Like yeah. there's there's always the French fry thing that's just like, oh man. And as soon as you see it, it falls. Yeah. And it's always slow motion, and you're just like, yeah. never gonna see that guy again for another month. And yeah. my car is just gonna. It just permeates. It just sits in there, mm-hmm. and it, it's awful. Yeah. It's great, and it's awful. It's great, and it's the worst. Uh, man, Freddie. So my second one is also food related. And I'm just going to say it's just in general Yoshinoya beef bowl. Oh. I don't know if we're, depending on where you're listening to this, I don't know. I don't think Yoshinoya is a national, national thing. I think it's a regional West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a, and I'm using air quotes here, Asian yeah, uh, fast food place. Essentially what they have is. It's kind of like Panda Express. Sort of, uh, except they only specialize in beef bowls. Mm-hmm. And when I say beef bowls, I mean their beef. It's boiled beef. Mm. Now, now, friends, when I say boiled beef, I know you think, mmm. Yeah. That's the best way to cook beef by Brings boiling out the flavor. it. It is not. Makes it it is like a horse hide or something. It is not good tasting. But what it does taste like is Yoshinoya. Calendar year 2019, how many times have you gotten a Yoshinoya beef bowl? Twice. Okay. That's not bad. Well, that's the thing. I know that it's not great. Mm. I know that I'm going to be disappointed when I get it. Mm -hmm. And about once every six months, I drive past Yoshinoya and go, you know what? Beef bowl time. It's time. It's time to to break into the beef bowl. (laughs) And then I eat it. And then it's like, oh, this is boiled beef. Yeah. What the cabbage. fuck? What the fuck? Seems like a diarrhea bomb waiting. And happen. that's the other problem. Oh, okay. Then I wind up on the toilet for the next 30 minutes, cursing myself yeah. for doing it again. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but, but I will, I will go back to that, that boiled beef. Well, mm-hmm. every six months or so like clockwork. Do you derivate uh, and consume their like fried Egg rolls or no. there's like some cheesy no. things. It's always the same thing. It's the large beef bowl. Maybe the problem is I'm getting the large. That's the other problem. I'm not even hedging my bets by getting the small one in case I don't like it again. Mm-hmm. And I get the large one like an idiot. And of course, now one of the things about Yoshinoya is they've tried to rebrand themselves. I've, re- I've realized this last few times I've gone in. Yeah. They now have like shrimp. Because that's a place I trust getting seafood from. Yeah. I don't know if it's boiled shrimp or exactly what they're doing with it. Yeah. But like, oh, we've got Angus beef. You're still boiling it. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's Kobe beef. It's boiled beef. And it's like these long, there's like these really thin strips of it. Isn't there it's some just, restaurant ugh. where you go to boil the beef, the thin strips of beef, washu, washu or something like that? Well, it's shabu shabu, Shabu right? shabu. Well, I, uh, there's probably a way to do it correctly. Washu, I don't, washu, washu, washu. That's, washu. What Je- that's what Jet Li was an expert in, like the martial <laughs> arts. Washu, art. washu. Washington University. Wazu, wazu. <laughs> w- Washington State, everybody. <laughs> where boiled beef is king. Yes. No, I, there's, I'm sure there, there's a, there are many fine ways. Like sous vide is basically hmm. when you cook steak that way. Isn't that what you're basically doing is, is boiling it, right? Of sort, it's within a bag. It's not necessarily, but there's boiling involved and there's sure. meat involved. Yeah. So there are ways that you could get. There's ways you can get to boiling beef that would probably be fine. Boy, whatever you, Yoshinoya is doing is not it. You know, the French really they really had it right when they called it sous vide rather than boiling a bag of beef. Yeah. That's so <laughs> elegant. Yeah, like it really does. Yeah. So it's it's the best because you know here's the thing, the first couple of bites, pretty damn good. But the more I, more you eat of that, 
just the worse it gets. And by the time you're about two thirds of the way done, it's like, oh, this is going to be a slog. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I, I but I know I'm not going to come back for six months. So I might as well power through it, like an idiot. Boop. That's the tone to indicate we've stopped talking about boiled beef. <laughs> Thank God for that. We are now on to the rest of the podcast. Well, Winfield. My second choice is something that is currently within our lives. My life, me and my uh, lovely wife, Emily's life, living across the street from a liquor store. It can oh, be wow. so great. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say having a kid. No. <laughs> no, listen, there, <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that. Here's the worst parts of There is nothing on my list that is like deep. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just say that, is, that has ever pulled my heartstrings like having a kid, which is wonderful, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about what it. What about boiled kid? Boiled kid is great. Okay. Sous vide. Sous vide kid. Sous vide kid. But living Wabu across Wabu the street kid. from a liquor store is great because literally it takes two minutes. You can walk across the street. You can grab a bottle of wine. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and you're like, maybe it's a Friday, and we're like, should we get another bottle of wine? Oh, should that's we awesome. Get a, should we get a bottle of champagne? Sure. Wow. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. Or it's 8 in the morning. Um, or... Should I get a bottle of wine? Should I get a bottle of wine? <laughs> it's like, I need to get milk. I need to get one of these random little things that is yeah. just there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can walk there in my pajamas, in my flip-flops. I'm back in four minutes. Oh, that's great. Minute and a half walk there. I know all the timing. I'm waiting to see what the bad part of this is. The bad part is when other people are going to the liquor store and full stop. Everyone seems to have like just this liquor store parking lot party at all times. Oh, yeah. When there are just people who are just like hanging out at the liquor store. They're not necessarily drinking. They're just there really? blasting their fucking music oh. at like choose a number. Yeah. Nine o'clock at night. Sure. Eleven. Okay. Twelve thirty. The store is closed and it's like one in the morning and it's just like there's people out there that are just drunks and yelling mm-hmm. and like smoking. And it's just like. God damn it. I I would rather have stocked up on a couple of bottles of wine at Ralph's yes. rather yeah. than live across the street from this mess. Yeah. But it's great. Like, we've had parties where it's just like someone's coming over. They don't need to prepare. They can go to the go liquor by, yeah. store and walk across the street. We need another bag of ice. Go to the liquor store. We mm-hmm. need Seven 12 dollars. tacos. Oh, that's chess. <laughs> but, like, it, it is so great and convenient. It is literally a convenience store. Yeah. But it is also awful because of just like the people and the detritus and just all the stuff that is involved with being around mm-hmm. the persons that yeah. frequent a liquor store that don't live next to the liquor store yeah. are awful. In college, I had a summer job where I had a convenience store and I worked on midnight to 6 a.m. shift. And for one night, um, no, every day for like two weeks this dog would run through like he was on his nightly round of running around and when you'd go by i would lean over to the pa the mic that you'd say pump five is on and i go here puppy here doggy <laughs> and the dog would run around and like try to find the voice that's out there by the gas tanks until i got and then the phone rang and i go uh quick quick mart and the guy goes bro seriously i'm trying to sleep yeah 
and that's when I realized, oh, I'm fucking everything up with the neighbors in the area. Well, definitely having a, a child has just heightened our senses of all the number of people like that are out there yeah. making a, oh, yeah, a, yeah. a racket. And you're just like, go away. Yeah. Get your get your booze or your cigarillos or whatever and yeah. just scram. Can you imagine could there be a place with a little bit more decorum? Is there a Kermit Lynch or like Vin, is it Vendome liquor that's on Riverside yeah, or something like that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where it's a f- people just maybe wearing ascots or ha- having some of their their chef go in to buy the <laughs> Eustace Tilly from the New Yorker yeah. pops in. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> this monocle. All they sell is like Carvassier. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Marnier. Uh, they're blasting classical music out of the stereo. When they Will <laughs> you guys <laughs> shut up with the Rachmaninoff? <laughs> Trying to sleep. That's not even the London Philharmonic version of Beethoven's Fifth. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Guys. Okay. All right. All right, you all right. guys. Uh, I'll go and read the halftime spiel it's halftime you know what we do at this point we beg you to go back into the archives here let me open it up got our archives the best and the worst (laughs) close it up well okay let's think of a best an episode that was both the best and the worst oh well there could be any number of any number of there's the one that we never released which was just the worst that's right uh, do us a favor, go back, and you be the judge. What episodes were uh, the best? What were the worst? You can do that by leaving a one-star, a five-star. You could also leave a review where you uh, itemize all of them uh, and rank them in an authoritative way um, from the best to the worst. There's all the ways you can get in the dialogue. You can join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and suggest episodes that you'd like to hear us do past Listeners have become participants in the podcast by suggesting an episode. I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. <laughs> but it could. But it could. Uh, and at the same time, we also want to invite you to share this podcast. You could be the best or worst friend <laughs> to the people you know by either sharing uh, this podcast with people who are going to like it or who you know that they will just hate this podcast. I would also like to invite you to write in and decide who you think is the best or the worst in who's who works on this podcast is it michael or is it michael hey <sighs> wait a second or is it richard oh there we go or okay but which of them is the best and which is the worst so um there you go so we're back and look at that beef bowl bomb <laughs> <laughs> noise again move <laughs> us along <laughs> <laughs> It's like a hearing test. I have to raise my right hand if I heard on my right. And... Boop. Boop. Unfortunately, Mr. and Ms. Manfredi, Richard has perfect hearing. They can hear. He can hear every bad thing you say about him. Horrible thing you're saying about him. Uh, We're back. So it would be Richard. All right. So my next one is my childhood love. Oh. College football. Oh. And I grew up loving college football. I, I've kind of transitioned towards soccer a little bit more as I've gotten older, but I still love college football. But I do this knowing that it is the most awful, corrupt enterprise you can possibly imagine. Mm. You know, the fact that I am watching young men willingly give themselves, you know, brain injuries yeah. that will come back to haunt them you know, for the rest of their lives. Yeah. 
And every year I think, I'm out. I'm out on football. And then the season starts, and I'm just sort of flipping through the channels on a Saturday. Oh, look. Oh, wow. Iowa State's tied with Texas. It's the third quarter. All right, pop quiz. Guess I should watch it. We're, what, two, three weeks away from football being back? Yeah. Well, it's already back. If you love if if you love preseason, no, uh, uh, college football. Yes, college football. Uh, who is USC playing in their opening game? Fresno State. See, there you go. Wow. See, no, he, that's the thing. I you, can't. You, I you can't know, get you, out. You already. You know who the first game is. Well, I. To be fair, that is like my childhood crush versus my wife. Hmm. So that's one that is very specific to my interests. Hmm. I know that one because a lot of my high school and uh, uh, friends that I have now connected with on Facebook will be coming down for that game. Hmm. But it's so there's just the general ickiness of football and knowing what we know about brain injuries and CTE and all that stuff now. Plus the fact that it's college football, which means that there are people making billions of dollars off of kids, kids who are getting nothing for this. Oh, so it's not. There's nothing related to the to the no, you entertainment see they're, they're value. A free education. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not about the game. No, the game's still oh. great, and okay. and that's why I. That's the reason I keep getting sucked back into it. Oh, is because fundamentally it's just so much fun, and all of the reasons that I loved college football, all of the weirdness of there being like 120 different teams. Yeah, and having to try and keep track of all this, and every week there's some bizarre scoreline or. Some game that went into eight overtimes, mm-hmm. or who knows what the hell's going on week to week. Yeah, all of those things still exist, and that's the reason I get sucked into it. Okay, but I get sucked into it knowing that it is on its without question, it's a bad thing. Oh, okay, that's the problem. Okay, I can't, I, I can't, it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. I know drugs are bad for me, I keep doing them, or like bacon, or we know, or, or bacon, or, yeah, we know beef is probably not like boiled beef is probably not the best for you yeah but yet i still keep eating it so you could just take pretty much everything i said about yoshinoya and apply and just 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 say college football substitute it and we're done if you skip past an hour of this podcast discussion you haven't missed anything um but i that doesn't apply to the nfl I don't. Well, it it the NFL. I, I don't. Millions. I don't follow the NFL nearly as closely okay. as I do college football, and, and those guys at least are getting paid for having yeah. the brains bashed. Yeah, in. yeah. All right, Woodfield. The late night decision to leave the dishes to the morning. Oh, which is one of those that you all the, in the moment you're like, this is the greatest thing I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I am. I am not gonna wash up these dishes. I'll just let them soak, which is the greatest lie you've ever yeah. told yourself. And then that's coupled with, well, I'll just take care of them in the morning as if I'm going to wake up in the morning because obviously I'm staying up late. And obviously Plunge we're, we're, stay, we're staying yeah. up late to drink. Or obviously we're staying up late to just like put all of our... Getting care, that bottle of champagne put, from yeah. the liquor store. Putting all of our cares away to assume that morning me is going to be like totally cool with evening me. Mm. Like having left like a big bunch of dishes yeah. from cooking dinner, and because usually with us, our son goes down and then we make dinner. Yeah. So by the time we're done with dinner, it's close to nine. Blah blah blah. Oh wow, that's late. Yeah. Blah 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 means they're boning. By the way, what? But, but the 
decision that just decision of just like I the decision I'm tree gonna, I'm gonna punt and I don't care what morning me has to say about this and then morning me is just like god damn yeah morning me is upset with your decision tree that led you down yeah. this path he just can't believe it he can't believe he did it to me again because there's nothing that like morning me can do to get back at evening me because morning me is usually like suffering from like a little bit of a hangover right he's like he's got like the double whammy Mm-hmm. But like morning me is just like there's literally nothing I can do to evening, <laughs> evening. Yeah, you can't. Like, I can't. It's too far away. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I gonna do? Not take a nap? Yeah. That afternoon me is like over overrules both of those at that mm-hmm. point. There's always this move, which is the well, I'm gonna do the big stuff. Mm. I'll do the pots and pans, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna leave like the dishes. And the f- silverware. Mm-hmm. I'll do that in the morning because mm-hmm. that's easier to do. <laughs> it's never easier mm-hmm. to do that. That's how you wind up with a with like two forks and a spoon that are clean left in your apart <laughs> your apartment. Mm-hmm. That's how you wind up with that. That's very compelling. Like if we had like okay, a, yeah. if we had like a dishwasher, meh, just throw it in the mm-hmm. dishwasher. We don't have a dishwasher, but it's just one of those things. It's just like. God. I think it's part of it is like the regret of not being able to get back at evening me. Like, cause, cause what's the punishment? Go to bed early. I fucking love to go to bed early. I like, if I can yeah. go to bed early at nine o'clock, most of the time, that's great. Michael, big fun Winfield over here. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, no, I'm already Jeffrey. Big yawn. This is this is finally. Uh, I used to have a habit of doing my shade tree psychoanalysis for you guys, and you no, you're running on fumes. I'm running. Well, we're recording this at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> by the way, guys, don't know if you know this. I've got you guys pegged. I don't care what you say from here on out. I already have uh, behavioral patterns, mm. and it's going to be in the DSMV from after this thing. You guys. Uh, you each have mental illnesses named after you, so congrats. All right. Yeah. yeah. High five. High five. You're up. Rich. Guess, ma- guess what, Mom? I'm famous. All right. Round it out. Finish All right. it up. So my last one is Disneyland. Oh, wait. Back off. Yeah. I would as- And I would assume this would also apply to Disney World or any of the Disney theme park properties. Six Flags, Magic Mountain. No, it's all Disney. Let's, well, let's just let's let's just take let's oh, just let's keep a narrow it to the mouse. Okay, let's just keep a narrow uh, focus on this okay. because, and the reason I say this is because of the 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 good the you know the the best part. Let me put it this way: for us, those of us who live in Southern California, when when it's a Disneyland day, you are so fucking excited. Yeah, you are up at like six in the morning. You're me with the app that's got like the plan. To get you on all of the rides yeah. and cut the lines and we're going to go do this and it's going to be just fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. And think back to think back to yourself going to Disneyland and the drive over. Then think back to yourself at the end of the night at Disneyland yeah. at like 1030. Yeah. And how much you are just ready to get the fuck out yeah. of Dodge. Yeah. And the, how long that car ride is for us back to Los Angeles from Anaheim and how much it just feels like I have done the baton death march mm-hmm. and I am going to go home and I'm going to sleep for at least three days. Yeah. There's just something about Disneyland specifically that just absolutely, and maybe it's because of the whole branding of it. Maybe it's because it's the happiest place on earth. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe I'm a cynic, 
I don't know. Maybe there's just something about me that maybe I, I think there's something about the overwhelming happiness of the place. Oh, that hmm. at some point we'll just get to even the best person. I, I, th- I think there's I'm identifying three things at least that's going on. OK, yeah. one Disneyland just going as an adult is different than going with kids. I haven't been with uh, my son yet, but you have two kids and right. I can't imagine what that is like to drag around. Two kids of different ages, different heights, different rides each one can go on. Maybe they're closing in or have closed in on what is mutual that they can both go on together. But I imagine that going with kids just in general is tiring. Two, Disneyland, there's always something going on. It's not like you go to Magic Mountain and you just go to ride the rides. You walk from one ride to another. Disneyland, you are fighting through some event that's happening a parade. there's a parade yeah. there's a phantasmic there's a fireworks thing there is whatever is at any given time you are not only riding the rides but you are like you're like battling yeah. this you're park. being inundated your senses are just being overwhelmed and i think the third thing is when you only go to disneyland once a year or every couple of years there is a overwhelming sense of we've got to do it all yes like I know that like I have a ton of friends that are that have like annual passes and we'll be like, all right, it's a 45 minute drive out to Disneyland. We'll go for half a day. Come back. Yeah. I've already been on everything. It's just fun to go. I've already paid for the beginning of the year for whatever, however, a thousand dollars, however much it costs. So it's already factored in that you are not going to see everything. But when you go once or every once in a while, you are mentally like locked in. So you are there for the day, the night. What time does Disneyland close? 11? We're seeing everything, and we're not leaving until you get your money's worth because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think you have all these three things of just being inundated and the time and kids. And I think, like you said, at the end of the day, you're just like, we're not doing anything for the next three days. We are – you guys are catching up on Netflix and like – See ya. Yeah, exactly. And have I have th- fun on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I think that there is an element uh, I like uh, of that because I've never done the multi-day. We always one thing I've always talked about with Sarah is like with kids. It, it, boy, wouldn't it make sense to even though we're local, stay overnight. Get the overnight. Get the two-day pass. Stay overnight. Not feel like we have to like run a sprint from you know uh, Indiana Jones ride over to. Uh, it's a small world to back to something else to be able to get on all the rides mm-hmm. and fit it all into one day. We've never actually done that. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. That whole rush of you're so excited to go. And that's the other thing. It's like I'm not I, – I will never get it as excited about Magic Mountain as I will about Disneyland. But that excitement also means that you're now in this like super hyper intense sort of feeling. Yeah. That there's gonna there's gonna be a crash, bro. Yeah, there just has to be. I love Disneyland. I get exhausted as soon as I walk in, like overwhelmed, exhausted, like shut down. Oh my god, this was a bad choice. And I love the place, right? And I think your evocation of the happiest place on earth branding, and how I don't know how anything could kind of like live up to that experience. But it does seem like there's something almost exhausting about the overwhelming perkiness of of the experience. Yeah, 
Uh, so, yeah. uh, sometimes you just want things to go badly a little bit. Yeah, I do wonder, were you to live in Anaheim proper, would you have that same feeling? Because I, I know it's, I remember, oh, it's like a 50-minute drive home. It's 50 minutes to get to your car from Main yeah, Street. you've got to walk through California you know, or the, the downtown yeah. Disney or who knows what. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's... I, it's I, a lot. I would say the feeling's mutual. Disneyland doesn't like you either. Like, at the end I of assume, the day... <laughs> I assume that, Jeff, At the but. end of the day, they're like, how are we going to get these people to leave? I don't know. Fireworks display? Big parade. Big parade. Ice cream? They're still here. <laughs> won't they leave? Why won't they leave? <laughs> Why don't they go home? Okay, make an announcement. They're still here. How late would Disneyland stay? It... it, it if Disneyland stayed open 24 hours. Oh, I was there when it did. Right. It was the worst. <laughs> really? Yeah, it became like uh, downtown Abu Ghraib or something like that. <laughs> it was the worst. I can't imagine. Yeah. I just can't imagine 3.30 in the morning what that would be there like. There was people sleeping in the Hall of Presidents. and oh, it, it was. It just looked like a bomb had gone off. It was the worst. That sounds like the worst slash the worst. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Winfield. Is that it? Now I got one more. Okay. Uh Bingo. Bingo? Literally bingo? Shouting the, shouting the word bingo yourself or hearing the word bingo shouted. Oh, wow. Which means you have either won or you have lost. That's just, a bingo. Just with one word. And to win at bingo is great because, you know, it's just like you're lucky to win. To lose at bingo, you're just cursing that person that did it before you. You're telling oh, me there's not skill involved in bingo, Michael? There is none. And... The luck of the draw, just yeah. one word to just smite you down is the best thing to hear if you're saying it and the worst thing to hear when you're not saying it because you're just like, God damn it, I was so close. I yeah. was I was oh, 42 away yeah. from yeah. this pair of old shoes that I could have won Yeah, whatever, whatever crappy prize or oh, gift yeah. card. And the worst part is when that 042 has been sitting there for like eight turns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm going to get this. I only need one. I, I, we've only gotten like nine numbers. I'm already almost, uh, I've got four lined up. And it just never comes. Yeah. Just hanging out. That's interesting. I, I spent the summer doing this raffle at this place I work. And people think they're going to win a raffle. You're not going to, there's 4,000 people. You're not going to win <laughs> anything. And people still go, oh, when they don't, when their number isn't called. And it's probably because the first six numbers are the same. That's the last two that's, or that's three. That's so funny. So people, five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's 50,000 people who have a five. People get so excited. And then the last two numbers, oh, I thought I was going to win that Quiznos gift card. <laughs> um. There is a lady at my work that, like, seemingly, she probably hasn't, but it feels like she's won every drawing and office raffle thing. office oh, wow. thing. That's EY? Just, no. <laughs> it's just... This Our friend one, EY, by the way, is... is a perennial winner. Is she's a just winner. a lucky person yeah. who does a lot of bingo, or used to in her day. But uh, there's just a lady at work that's just like, how the fuck did she win wow. that TV again? She won that spa package? There's no way that she's yeah. going to use that Best Buy gift. It's like every time it's just like, huh, are some you people ac- just have it. Are you accusing her of chicanery? I don't mm. think so. I think just the bingo balls fall where they may. And sometimes yeah. they, they don't fall for the. 
Is this similar to buying a lotto ticket or buying a lottery ticket and scratching off two of the fifty thousand dollar <laughs> things and then not getting the third one and going, Oh man, I was so close. Oh. Oh, I don't, yeah, I think that there is something with uh, non-skill-based gambling or non-skill-based prize allocation. Or mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to yeah. base it. You th- that you are a winner until you are not. So that entire time you exist in this world of, it's like potential. You're, you live yeah. in the world of potential. You, you have your plans for that big screen TV. While you're waiting for that raffle, yeah. you have you have plans to. There's six buckets at work that you could have put your raffle ticket into mm-hmm. it, and you put all six into the TV. Maybe you should have put one in each of them. Yeah. Maybe your your chances would have been better. Who knows? Yeah. Do you feel like I also feel remorse because until that thing was posted, I didn't think I needed that thing. I I had no desire for that thing. I didn't think about that thing. Yeah. And now, oh, it's an Apple Watch. I think I need that. I don't need that thing. So it's unwarranted pain. I'm feeling suffering from something I never really had any desire for. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, let's rippity wrap. I, this is very compelling, and I'm super excited because I'm, I'm, I'm going to judge you guys. So Winfield, <laughs> um, French Isn't fries. literally his job? So, yeah. yeah, that's literally he's telling us. French fries, alcohol. And food are dishes. All most of your things are regret, regretting decisions with food and drink, mm. things that like consumption based. consumption based, and your proximity and how it's like I have it, but then it goes away. You're like, uh, it become inconvenient or it becomes somehow uh, something that's the inconvenience part. Um, when uh, man, Freddie, you're addicted. You're an addict <laughs> to social media, to beef, to football. I'm addicted to beef. By yeah, the way. you're addicted to beef. A Robert Palmer. Yeah, cover Robert band. Palmer. <laughs> and uh, and so these are these things that that they give you excitement. Like Disneyland gives you excitement and adrenaline, and like when you get a like on your. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Is you what are thrill seeking adrenaline. You, junkie. There's no more thrill seeking <laughs> than having a thing of, of boiled be beef. Boiled and counting. And to, to wait, counting the minutes until your stomach explodes. To kind of get home before I crap my my car. That's 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 the, that's a rush. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, so judgment. There it is. There it is for you. Um, I would like to choose these following random things. Um, I think they painted a very compelling story of you michael um the the relish in your face with the french fries um wait he's eating french fries with, with relish? relish oh god Ugh. that's weird you're a german worse and, than beef and boiled. then um i really kind of thought that was an interesting um slice of life that uh well actually no the bingo that is something that I, in my life i've tried to kind of put my finger on that thing that feeling it's like if you bowl a strike and you're not a bowler, you don't bowl, you don't care whether you bowl or not. You bowl a strike and you go, yes, <laughs> I'm an athlete. And then you gutter the rest of the game. What happened to me being an athlete? <laughs> well, the, for the strike was the the outlier. And um, then I'm going to go with living across from a liquor store. So Michael got three. And then Richard, um, since I want to show that I don't, have any hard feelings Disneyland okay listen to me judging he totally has hard feelings Michael 
this has been the Mount Rushmore of things that are both the best and the worst. Uh, and uh, so, so serious. I want you guys to let us know, write in, DM me. Who do you think's the best between Richard and Michael? Who do you think's the worst? I don't like this at all. This has been the Mount Rushmore of the best and the worst. I, as always, am Jeff. Boom. I'm Richard. Boom. And Michael. Boom.